You are listening to episode 39 of Desi Geek Girls. I'm Preeti Chibber. And I'm Swapna Krishna. And we are recording on Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. It's this very special Wednesday. It's a very special Wednesday. It's a very special episode. It's a very beyond just that we like recorded an episode six days ago. Oh my God. We are amazing. <laughs> Um, it is a very special episode because we both saw The Rise of Skywalker yesterday. Yes, we did. And that... In different theaters, we did not see it together, but... Sadly. Yes. Uh, it's the culmination of 40 years of storytelling Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the Skywalker family, of all of the things that I feel like so much of the world has been waiting for. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're just going to jump right into it. Not really anything else we're going to talk about today other than Skywalker, but we are going to start with non-spoilery reactions. Mm -hmm. So Subna, non-spoilery reaction. I I feel like we agree a lot. Yeah, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, um, I, I, and I'm honestly surprised at the reviews that are coming out. Um, In some ways... I'm not, in some ways I am, um, because I thought it brought back a lot of the fun from The Force Awakens, and it, um, it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. There were problems, there were things I did not like, but overall I was mostly satisfied with the character arcs of our three main, you know, best friends slash family. I thought the family vibe, the found family vibe was really dialed up in it, which I really liked. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, and it hit the right emotional notes for me. So yes, like I am not making that unqualified. Like I loved it. It was perfect because it's a movie and it's a Star Wars movie. Just they're not perfect, but I really liked it. Yeah, I felt the same. I am not at all surprised that the reviews were saying, honestly, I do think that the reason I ended up enjoying it so much is that, and and I think it's similar with you, that I never lost sight of who was in charge of this movie, mm-hmm. which is J.J. Abrams. I think we both talked, we both talked very briefly about it. So most of what we're going to talk about are, is, is we're talking about for the first time, but the one thing we both agreed with, it's what we expected. Yes, 100%. This is the movie, not, not in terms of story, not in yeah. terms of narrative, because we, I don't think we, either one of us really knew what was coming, except for a few key things, mm-hmm. which we will get to. But just in terms of what the movie delivered and the feeling and and kind of what our expectations were, they were super met, like 100%. It is a J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie mm-hmm. through and through. Mm-hmm. Which is to say it was super enjoyable, really fun kind of popcorny Star Wars movie. I cried every I cried single time. so many times. Like every time Carrie Fisher was on screen, yeah. regardless of the like content of that mm-hmm. screen, I just or started crying mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm-hmm. It was I I liked so much of it. I liked so much of it, and I I worry that people are because there are some glaring issues, and we'll get to them. Um, I yes. worry that people are focusing on the things that they um, that maybe they don't um i I feel like when you're going to an early screening also people tend to look for things to like it's it's very hard if you're in a critic's mindset and you know you're gonna go write a review of it to just sit back at least for me not other reviewers might be different like i went into it not sure of what i was gonna write about it and just ready to experience it and kind of see what happen be but if I know I'm going to be writing like a breakdown review of it that people are going to rely on I pay much more attention to the nitpicky details here's what I think and in terms of the responses is that there was 
a want for this movie to be something more than what it was. There was a want for it to be something it never was going to be. Right. They want, like, this movie is not revolutionary. No. It is It is not anything that we have not seen before from Star Wars. Yes. And that, but, like, I think that's I the felt... point, and that's why I'm so confused by right. it. Like, we all knew what to expect because but it's a Star I, Wars movie. But I think, movie. I, I actually think Ryan Johnson changed the conversation more than maybe Star Wars is, like, was anticipating him to have changed the conversation. Like, you know, the the Last Jedi, I would argue, is revolutionary mm-hmm, in what it does mm-hmm. in the same way that Empire was, was you know. yeah. Empire is revolutionary within the construct of that trilogy. I felt the same way watching Return of the Jedi as I felt watching The Rise of Skywalker. No, No, Return Return of of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, no, that's exactly. That's exactly. Like, I'm like, yes, Ryan Johnson was revolutionary. I came out of The Last Jedi. We talked about this before. I came out of The Last Jedi without that emotional high I get from watching Star Wars. But knowing I had watched something that would that altered the landscape of these films in a way that it needed to be altered. Right. But then they went back to J.J. Abrams. So... Right, and, and what... <laughs> so I'm kind of like, well, yeah, of course this is right. what we got. You I go back know. to J.J. Abrams and you get Star Wars. You get Star Wars that you know. You get Star Wars that is familiar. Yes. And you get Star Wars that you can sit through knowing what you're going to get. And you know you have the rough sketches when you sit down for the movie. You have the rough, rough sketches already of what's going to happen at the end. Right. Because you, it's like, a Star Wars movie. It's the final it, movie. It's in Star a, Wars. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a... It's, so, okay, so all of that being said, I think you and I both agree we really liked it. It had some problems, but as an emotional... It had the emotional spirit that I was looking for, and I liked it. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a great theater experience. Yes. I actually think it's a better theater experience. I think I'm going to have, unlike Rogue One, where I think Rogue One benefits from rewatching. I'm not sure how this one is going to do because of the pace and the, and I think we're going to, we're about to spill into spoilery territory. Um, just the pace and the quick cuts. It was very fast paced. I actually think I'm going to like it. I, I, mm. So I said it's like watching Return of the Jedi. I love I, Return of the Jedi. Right. I think this is going to be that movie. Like J.J. Abrams has a clear understanding of what the original Star Wars trilogy was. He understands what the first movie did. He like obviously The Force Awakens is fairly similar to A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And he understands what viewers got out of that trilogy at the end of return of the jedi you know we discussed i think or maybe i discussed it on a different podcast now i don't remember sorry so many podcasts (laughs) uh so many star wars conversations but there was an interview with george lucas and you know asking about what star wars what the message of star wars was which is redemption Mm -hmm. and you got that in the original trilogy, you know, tenfold. Like, the prequels are not about... The prequels are building to a story we already know. This was ending a story in the same thematic way that George Lucas wanted to end it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is with redemption. And so, with that, I think we're going to start getting into spoilers. Yes. So, spoiler mark. I'm actually going to set the spoiler mark a little earlier than this because I feel like what you just said was a little bit of a spoiler. I, 
So I'm gonna set the spoiler mark um, a little earlier just to, you know, just to, and warn everyone in the show notes. So let's get into that then. You and I both said we did not want to see Kylo Ren redeemed. Um, (gasps) I'm so mad. And we both said that. That being said, okay. That being said, and he was redeemed because we are into spoilers now. One of the big arcs, I, I liked it for two reasons. Overall, I did, and I still I still think he shouldn't have been redeemed. But I liked the way it was handled for two reasons. One, it wasn't the center plot of the movie. Like it no. was it was a big, it was a big B storyline, but it was a B storyline. That was wasn't story, that wasn't Ray's um that wasn't Ray's main focus. That wasn't the main the, the main trio's main focus. It was a B storyline. And um, he died at the end, which is what I said. Like I said on a previous podcast, and I know because I don't have other podcasts, Preeti. <laughs> um, I said on I said on a previous show that I think he was going to be redeemed because it's Star Wars, and because at the end of the day, these movies are about redemption. I thought he was going to be redeemed, but I hoped he would die, and he did. I could have so, really done without that kiss, though. I cringed. I was just like, no, Wait, in the okay, theater. Okay, okay, like, okay, okay. So here's the thing is I think this movie benefited greatly from Adam Driver. Like Adam Driver, who in the last percent. He was so good in this role. And like the minute the change happens, his entire body language shifts. His everything about him so much younger. He looked younger. He acted younger. Like he was incredible. And I do think that that brought so much more to the role than there was has a existed prior difference between Ben Solo and between um, Kylo, Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, I agree. And it was infuriating because I came out of this movie and I was so angry with Adam Driver for making me care yes, about Ben Solo. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, there is this very uncomfortable kiss yeah. between him and Ray. Yeah. But I was like, the minute he he dies immediately after, yes. I was like, fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's what I was Whatever. like. Okay, you want to give the Raylo people, the people who you know stand Raylo, a um like that's okay, fine. Um, and I will also say because I was afraid they were actually setting up at the beginning of a movie a Ray Poe romance. Yeah, well, I actually didn't know. I here's the thing: is Oscar Isaac played that played his part as, as him having a romance boyfriend. with everybody like romance with everyone but he was very the the bickering between him and Finn was mm-hmm. incredible and mm-hmm. so it it read to me so intensely as a couple who's been together forever yeah. and is like we know each other so well we love each other forever you know but we're still going to bicker like he played that yes. so intensely and I think that well. was I think that was deliberate on his part from the Oh absolutely um, and it it worked for me. It worked uh, for me very well. Like, reading it in that way, despite here, okay, here's when we're talking about Poe and romantic interests, we have to bring up Carrie. Um, oh my God, Carrie Russell. Zori Carrie was. Russell's character Zori, who I found to be totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like she I was don't. Fine. I'm glad there's another female character in Star Wars. Uh, but I did, that's about where my interest in her ends. It, there was, it was so strange because my biggest criticism of this film is how it sidelined Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, we're going to get to that because that is a whole thing that we are going to talk about. Like It was so weird. And then to include this new character who was 
why? Like, it didn't... It was such a strange decision. Like, mm-hmm. she looked cool as hell. Yeah, she looked cool as hell. Looked cool as hell. Great, like you said, another female character. But when you can't give the female characters you have enough, mm-hmm. then why are you are like why are you writing new ones mm-hmm. who also only seem to be there to have this weird flirtation with Poe? Like it was just. I mean, to was, be honest, I felt like she was there for merchandise. Because she looked cool. True. That's like, true. That was to me in my head. She, I was like, oh, another female character to like, you know, satisfy people who are only counting like, because like, I don't, I'm glad there's another, like I said, I'm glad there's another female character in Star Wars, but if it's not a meaningful role, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But if you're counting yeah. lines of dialogue, like people do popularly, right. what was said by, if you're adding, you know, like, and there's another merchandising opportunity. And that's, that's, I mean, so do we want to, do we want to get into the stuff about Rose or do we want to focus on what we liked first? I I want to talk about, uh, Princess Leia. Okay. I want to talk because this was supposed to be Carrie's movie. Yes. And you can really tell it, what they were going to do with her. Yes. I I think that, you know, they did what they could with the footage they had. And I thought they did it very respectfully. Appreciated it. I, I liked how they used the dialogue they could mm-hmm. to shape the story for the last movie. I, I, I cannot, I can't, I almost can't put into words what it meant to hear oh Ray God. call Leia master. I, I started bawling. Yeah. Like ugly crying. Like my, I was, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I saw, um, like I went to the screening and my friend Jen came with our uh, and my friend Jen came with me and we both like grabbed each other's like arm and started crying. Like, when she just said, and it was just such a simple line. She's like, all right, master. And it was just like, oh my God. Like, finally we have been waiting. And like, I might start crying when I talk about this. Like, we have been yeah. waiting how long for that? It's it's the confirmation that we've always deserved because Leia has been, you know, Luke, Luke was farm boy to Jedi. Mm-hmm. Leia has gone from princess to senator to general to Jedi like she and to Hut Slayer to she has all these amazing strong roles within the franchise that she has inhabited depending upon the context of the time that the thing was created and so to give us Carrie's last movie and I didn't you know we we get that shot like Ray gets Ray gets Leia's lightsaber <laughs> And we get that shot of uh, Luke explaining to her why Leia never finished her training, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's one of those kind of uncanny valley shots. It is, yeah. Where Luke and Leia are training together in the forest, and it they show us their digitized young, young faces. Selves, yeah. And I'm glad it wasn't longer. Yes, I'm glad it was one shot, and I was okay with it because they didn't digitize older Carrie Fisher. Like, because that was always going to be a digitized shot if they were planning yes. on including it. And so fine. They did to Mark Hamill too. Like, that's fine. Okay. Like, whatever. It's one shot. Right. I didn't need to see any more than that. I didn't need to see them interacting as siblings. But the fact that it exists mm-hmm. and that Leia trained to be a Jedi is the greatest gift this movie could have given us yes, for a character, for Princess Leia, and for, for fans of Carrie Fisher, I think, yeah. because of the way Carrie spoke about Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I mean, when she, when she fades into the Force, mm-hmm. I, 
like I can't bring tissues. Yeah. And I don't know why you're listening. I don't to know why scared, you're listening to but this, like, but but I I luckily had like two napkins in my pocket and I was crying so hard. I was like somebody like just trying to hold it in because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be disruptive. But I think everyone in the theater was in that same shape. Yeah. I I cry. I cried a lot during this movie. I, I cried a lot. I um, mean, in, in that sense, um, and that's what I mean when I say I think it hit all the emotional notes I wanted. Um, there were times I cried. There were many times I cried. There were times I wanted to cheer. There were times, like, you know, scream out loud. There were times I did scream out loud. Yes. Wedge. I was like, Wedge! I, like, whisper scream because my theater was, like, so silent, which was, like, a little bit sad. Like, I, like, prefer a silent movie-going experience for the most part, but there are certain scenes where I, like, I do, like, and, yeah, like, Wedge Antilles. Like, I was like, oh, my Lord. It's very, very sad that he shows up, like, you know, two minutes after his stepson dies, but but Whoops. it is <laughs> it is this this like there's there's criticism of this movie saying it was too fan servicey, it was too it was too it heavily relied too much on the nostalgia of Star Wars. But, but that, again, I mean, that was, it's the same criticisms for The Force Awakens, and it's the right. same director and co-writer. Like, what do you expect? And also, what. I don't think like, and that's I wanted not said this. in a, like that's just like genuine genuinely like what do you expect? I think people there are a lot of people who aren't going to like this film as long as it's not for racist or sexist reasons. That's fine. Like you have every right not to like a movie, but if you're angry about it, which I think people are, I'm like I'm not sure what you expected. I just don't think I ever wanted this movie to be anything yeah. more than that, right? Like I don't unless they were going to give it to a truly inventive director and writer mm-hmm. um I, ideally like a marginalized person but they yeah. they didn't do that and Mm-mm. so this is the movie that I would have asked for from the person who made it and so I like other than our one glaring big 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 issue yeah. because I think there was a a deep love of the material and you could yeah. see in a, a deep love of the source material and you could see that in the way that Carrie's story was written like I'm heartbroken that we never Clearly the scene where Han Solo, where, where Ben interacts with Han Solo and he's interacting with the memory, clearly that was supposed to be with Carrie. Yeah. Right? Like, that moment that... And I think that's the only reason they got Harrison Ford to come back. I agree. Because they were, there's... I'm sure they were like, this was supposed to be Carrie, but... But what are we... We, we don't want to invent mm-hmm. footage that didn't exist. And, and it is... And I'm so glad that he came back for it because that Same. moment I was just like... And I'm going to start crying again. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like It couldn't It couldn't be – it had to be one of the two of them. And yeah. if it couldn't be Carrie, it had to be uh, Harrison. And so that was such a strong moment for the proof of redemption and for the push towards redemption, mm-hmm. right? Like, it starts when Carrie uses all of herself to say Ben and to make sure he hears it. Mm-hmm. that is what because he's like you can't go back, back to you can't go back he tells ray like you can't go back to her now and it's just like leia's just like, yes, like you I, can. well he says just like yeah I can. it's and right? leia's like, like yes you can it's heavy-handed when we say it out loud and it's, it's but it's not but but again benefiting story. from adam driver and harrison ford's performance frankly which is really really understated and well done um it, it was a really beautiful moment and a really beautiful send-off, I think, for Princess Leia. Yes, I agree. 
I agree every count and I just I just I am very very glad I was very I went into this movie somewhat nervous much less nervous than I was for The Last Jedi because A it was a known because J.J. Abrams was a known quantity B because Luke was already dead so like that was like a lot of my I'll be honest Luke is a lot of my investment in Star Wars so now that that story's done like I just was like okay like I'm just gonna go in and enjoy this movie um and then three like it was just no it was basically just my one like real sense of trepidation was how are they gonna handle Leia right and they and they handled it super well. I think it was as beautifully done as it could have been. And I have seen criticisms of how they handled it, like, oh, using the old footage. And I'm just like, what could like what are they supposed to do? Like, like if they had written her off, yeah, like, would that have been screen? better? That would have been awful. Yeah, like I just don't understand what they wanted, what what this writer wanted of and just alright, like that's an opinion. <laughs> Um, so, let's talk let's, about, can we talk about Chewie really quick? Yes. Oh, God. Right? Chewie, oh, Chewie my God. Like, when that moment of, of like, happened? Of, it was this, like, wailing, and he just falls and breaks when he finds out Leia's gone. Oh, my God. Yes. Good God. Yes. Juna Suotomo. I'm just, just A++. Like, that acting was amazing. Like, wearing that suit cannot be easy, and, like, the physical acting you have to do in that suit, and just good for him. But also, the moment where we thought he was dead. Oh. Like, and I was, like, and I literally, like, I was sitting there, like, slack-jawed, like, if that just happened, like, in shock, like, waiting for, and I was, like, starting to become sure and sure we weren't gonna get the, like, no, no, he's alive. And I was, like, if he just wrote, killed Chewie so casually, I'm not sure I can enjoy the rest of this movie. That doesn't mean, like, I will never like it forever and I will think it's a terrible movie, but I wouldn't, it will, that's gonna take me a couple of watches to come to terms with because I don't like that decision. And thankfully. Thankfully it was fine. fine. They couldn't, Someone has to survive. Yes. Someone has to. And so the moment that he gets, we see him get that medal Mm -hmm. at the end Mm -hmm. of on screen. There is such like, Mm. oh, it was such a good arc. I just love Chewie every moment in this movie so much. I thought it was the, I thought they used him so well. I did too. Um, and I thought they used 3PO incredibly well. Oh my god. Because have you ever liked 3PO no, more? I have not. And like that's what I was I was I said to like my friend Jenna, I was like, I oftentimes find 3PO very grating. And I know he's supposed to be, like I know that's the joke and everyone finds him grating, but it's just like grating and like oh my god, oh my god. And this movie, the com- Anthony Daniels comedic timing was so good. So like, good. It was so on point. Like I laughed. Every time I was supposed to laugh, like he was so good. And he was just, it was so, because like at the end of the day, 3PO is like, 3PO is just 3PO. But like the emotional moment when he was like taking one last look at me, like I was just like, oh, stop, stop. I've cried enough already. It was, it was very intense. And they used 3PO in the way that, classic Star Wars would have used R2. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciated that because R2 didn't have a ton to do in this in this one, which like fine. He's gotten the glory for decades. So like way to go, 3PO, way to get yours. Mm-hmm. It yes, was it was a really wonderful little like send off to 3PO's character. You know, and and that speaking of like characters who I really liked and aren't legacy characters, the little droid builder, Dio! the little Oh, no, 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 Babu, Babu Frick. Babu Frick. I thought you were talking about the little droid. I thought he was cute. No, 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 I did love Dio. But no, Babu Frick was amazing. Like, this, the small moments of screen time that character had, they were all excellent. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I loved Babu Frick. I and love I Babu really- Frick. I love I, when you bring up Dio. Like one of the one of the funniest moments is when Ray reaches out to touch Dio, and Dio goes, "No, thank you." <laughs> yeah, and I really like that from the point of view of someone who does not like to be touched. Yes, and I appreciate it. Just, no, thank you. Like, no, thank you, and like, no one forces it. Yeah, like it's I I just appreciated that droid. Like I will be honest, I have a remote control Dio at home. He's so cute, and it's amazing. At some point, I will post a picture of um, my child, like alternately like crawling after it and being very very afraid of it um it's it's very cute um yeah i liked babu frick a lot um especially when 3po was like he's one of my oldest friends i was like oh my god (laughs) so good so good uh so (laughs) let's let's get into our kind of core cast because i think it's going to lead us to talking about rose a little bit but let's talk about finn Ray and Poe because they they are it's hard to talk about one without talking about the others I Mm -hmm. think yeah Um, part of the reason I was satisfied with this movie is I was satisfied with all of their story arcs yes in a way that I was not satisfied with Finn's story arc for TLJ and Poe's story arc made me angry for TLJ I loved Ray's story arc Agreed. Uh, yeah, Ray. In in the Last Jedi, I think we both had significant issues with how Finn and Poe, mm-hmm. both of their stories went. That said, I think the Last Jedi set up the characters we got in mm-hmm. the Rise I of Skywalker Poe's really well. Journey was necessary. In mm-hmm. The la- I didn't like it, but like, and there are issues I will always have with it. But I think yeah. it was necessary to set up the leader he becomes. Yes. In The Rise of Skywalker. Finn's, I feel like, wasn't as necessary. I'll be honest. I don't think I'll ever be okay with... Because I just feel like Finn's storyline in TLJ was a rehash of his storyline in The Force Awakens. And I don't think he got enough character development um, in that. I think the only thing that Finn... That really significantly impacted Finn in The Last Jedi that makes sense and and helped Finn in this movie was the... um, Was him fighting against... Phasma mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and yeah, and kind sense. of that because here's here's the biggest best thing to come out of this movie for me is Finn and his force affinity sorry I took a huge sip of hot chocolate <laughs> right when she was saying that and I really want to be like yes um, and that's the thing, like, like that's the thing, like, I've heard, like, people speculating about what Finn wanted to tell Ray, and I think it's that he was Force-sensitive. It's, it's not that he was in love with her. Like, people no. are like, oh. And I'm like, no, it's not that he was in love with her, it's that he's Force-sensitive and he hasn't told her. Like, he loves her in terms of, like, yes, they are family. Yeah, they're family, but, but he... not like he is in love with her. And, like, I think, I think one of the things I actually like, and, like, we can talk a lot about Finn and Poe, 
And I think there's a real missed opportunity there. But at the same time, part of me feels like I like that there's no romantic relationships between the main three. I I, I like that there's no romantic relationships between the main three for Ray. Yeah. I, the chemistry between John Boyega and Oscar Isaac is just so good. Yeah, yeah, I And agree. they played yeah. it yeah. so well mm-hmm. that it, it, feel, it felt like it was missing yeah. to me from the movie. Like, it just felt like it should have been there. But Finn throughout this whole movie when he thinks when when well when Ray kind of dies and Finn knows was mm-hmm. such a heartbreaking moment I mm-hmm. do think that they kept them kind of separated for too long mm-hmm. like I didn't I had a few issues with the way with Ray's single-mindedness where she kind of just barreled ahead and didn't really consider the people around her other than like this will keep them safe because I'm keeping myself away mm-hmm. but you know when she and I understand like she's going through a lot but you know she walks away from them on uh, that planet and Chewie gets caught mm-hmm. she walks away from them on the shuttle or on the the Star Destroyer where Chewie is and Kylo Ren finds her yeah. she walks away from that like it, it was just like too much yeah for me, it's too heavy-handed of the, like, if you're if she goes alone without, like, her strength is her family. Right. It was, like, a little yeah. bit too... Yeah, was, I get that. It was one too many times for me to believe that Ray would make that mistake over and over and over. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But the, my I think my counterpoint to that would be, and I don't actually disagree with you, um, was I think it was tr- also trying to play up the bond between her and... Ben Solo, which I hate, but yes. I think that's that was the that was I hate, which I hate, but but I think, I think that they was the could have done it. Oh right, yeah, but well, I mean, right? was, yeah, and then I then I would also say it's J.J. Abrams. Subtlety is not his. But it's not even. It's not subtlety yeah. to me. It's like kind of it's it's rough writing. Like it's yeah. it's rough writing in that you took the easy way route out mm-hmm. by just forcing this character to make a decision that feels out of character mm-hmm. for her. Um by doing it again and again and again because you need her to be isolated so that she and Ben can have this can have weird this connection. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I, agree. They, I agree. Right? Like it could have been done in a different oh, way. Yes. Yeah. I mean I that's think, still allowed for that. I think a lot of that is a criticism you can make about a lot of the movie. It could yes. be, it could have been done in a different way. But like I think that is the only thing I think that really bothered me about the main Yes three characters and because i agree and two it was kind of like well this guy like can this guy just give them like five minutes to breathe because i feel like kylo ren was just everywhere and i was like oh my god like he showed up like two seconds after they did no matter where they i know and like i get that that's like intentional in terms of to show how under siege they were but it's also like dear lord man like like just let us breathe but we do have to talk about speaking of like character arcs ray being a palpatine mm-hmm. yeah so you right? and i i don't remember if we said this on the podcast um on our tfa discussion did we have a tfa discussion yes we, we, we did. did because we rewatched all the movies we rewatched it but we didn't do one right after no because we we started we the podcast after. started the podcast like in february of the next year um so ray uh that is what i thought from the beginning yeah that's like, I think, and I think that was the original. We were supposed to think that that was J.J. Abrams' plan all along, and then Ryan Johnson retconned it, and then J.J. Abrams re-retconned it. I don't. I don't think. Okay, here's here's the thing. 
I'm a little frustrated by it, even though we kind of knew it was going to happen. Oh, I'm totally frustrated by it. Yeah. I don't, the time, first of all, can I just say, I'm so sad that the words Palpatine fucked like came into my brain immediately, mm, but they did. Don't. And then but I thought yes. of Voldemort and the cursed child and like this whole like weird, like fascist though, dictator it's, thing having it's it's less children. Like, it's it's less like it, it's still disturbing, but it's less disturbing because he was like a normal person for a long time. But the timeline I'm confused by, right? Because by when when Palpatine is a chancellor, mm-hmm. he's already an old man. Yeah. Yeah. When Ray was born, so it's I don't know, nineteen twenty years before The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which is like 20, 25 years after Return of the Jedi-ish? Because um, it looks like 60 Wait, okay, so, okay. Yeah. Luke, well, it's, 30 <laughs> year, it's basically 30 years between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Because I think okay. the way the math works, because, like, supposedly, like, I think in Bloodline, it imp- implies that Ben Solo was conceived at Endor. So, 30-ish so years. he's supposed to be, I think, in Force Awakens, he's supposed to be 30, and um, the rest of them are supposed to be 20. Finn and Finn and Ray are supposed to be about 20. So, so for, so, so, for, for her, let's say her parent, her dad, her, when she was, she was abandoned when she was, like, what, five, about five years old. Yeah. So let's say, so that would put her birth, like, that would put her born, um, ten years post-Endor. So, my point is, if her parents, even if her parents were, like, 40. Yeah. When they had her. Which they did not look 40. They looked, like, 30. They like, looked in the- young. It's like the opposite of the Harry Potter problem where all the parents look way too old for what Mm -hmm. they are. The timeline makes absolutely no sense to me because I don't understand when Palpatine had the kid. Like I think it's probably, I think it was probably, okay, let's, let's keep, okay, so she she was born (laughs) 10 years post Endor when her dad, let's say her parents were 30 years old when she was born. So that's 20 years. So that's 20 years, uh, so that, so if you take away... So that's kind of end of the clone or end of Revenge of the Sith. I think she, my guess would be she was born in the, between like Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Or sorry, he had a kid between those two times. He was already so old. I mean, yes, but (laughs) I I agree with you. It's weird, but like that that makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that he'd like have a wife back on Naboo or have like, you know, a... You know, I don't think it does. See, it makes sense to me. I think that he might have had. I I think they're gonna have to talk. They're, about oh, they're definitely gonna fill that. They're in gonna have to tell us how this worked because I wonder I if Ethan Johnston is writing a Padme novel. I wonder if she's gonna address some of this. I hope and so. a second Padme novel. She's already written one, but I hope so because I was. It's I'm like getting stuck on it, but I was so confused by it yeah and not being a, the timeline was like very difficult for me um, and so that I appreciated the final scene and I appreciated Ray having to um 
confront Palpatine. And I loved the moment that all the Jedi spoke to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I love mm-hmm. that you heard everyone mm-hmm. from Anakin to Luke to Obi-Wan to, to Yoda. Yoda. To, yep. All these quiet. It wasn't. I think there might have been Qui Gon. I can't remember. I think Qui Gon was in there. There were. I. It was. It was really on, like, inspiring and wonderful to sit in. But this was one of those moments that I was like, I needed more substance of the background. I didn't, but I don't. Like, but part of my thing with Star Wars is I know it's going to get explained eventually. I like, know. And so I go into it with that mentality. And so, like, when I say, like, I don't need, like, there are, t- there are a lot of times I feel like you need more than I do. Yeah. And it's not because I think you're wrong. It's just because I have, I an- I look at Star Wars in a different way than I look at anything else. Yeah. It's like, I don't need the explanation because I know in some comic or in some, like, some people were, I saw some people annoyed and rightly so that we never heard about how Maz Kanata got uh, Luke's original, like, got the Anakin saber, and I'm sure it's getting explained in some comics. Oh, yeah. I think that's that kind of stuff doesn't bother me as much. It's when there's, like, this to me is a narrative flaw with the way J.J. It's basically a retcon. It is, and that I think I find frustrating yeah. because I think that there was, again, a way to handle it in a way that didn't feel, it like, it felt a little cheap. Oh, yeah, and I'm yeah, sure there are going to be yeah. people who are like, oh, it felt like the cheapest thing ever. I, I didn't think it was the cheapest thing yeah. ever. I think it makes sense for Star Wars, which, of think, course. I think J.J. Abrams is planning this from the whole time. Because if you look at the way she fights in oh, yeah. Force okay. Awakens, she fights like a Palpatine. Yes, agreed. Like, she really does. And you, and it's, like, I think people are frustrated because what The Last Jedi set up is that anyone can be special. Yes, and I, I, I'm sad the 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 half of me that loves like getting into the lore and the like stuff is like ooh she's a palpatine and the half of me that like wants like there's half of me that's like oh this is really like interesting and there's half of me that's like ugh can't we just not with the parentage but i think the difference is is that star wars extended like rebels and Clone Wars and the books and the and the video games are showing us that anyone can be special, but this was the Skywalker saga, right? right. Like this was the end of the Skywalker saga, which think is a always lot of, about family, right? And I think, but I think a lot of fans don't engage with this, and I don't don't right. engage with the expanded universe, and that's fine. And I think I hate that that's the message of the main movies, which is the main thing that everyone's going to see. I know it's, but it, I don't know. I'm a I'm of two minds because, like, yes, anyone can be special. And I think Finn is an argument for that. Like, yes, Finn's I Force think, Affinity, mm-hmm. I think the potential for story there is great. But to me, this was always about the Skywalkers, and mm-hmm. so it was always about the Palpatines. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was always about, like, the Skywalker, the, the great tragedy of the Skywalker family is that they exist in a space that maybe they sh- they they were brought into being to exist for one reason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was, you know, in Anakin's case, either to bring balance to the force or to break it entirely. Mm-hmm. For Luke, it was to save save Anakin. For uh, Ray, it's it's to Ray and Ben both. It's to bring balance to the force. Exactly with the so dad. They exist within the scope of the story they're given, and and to kind of think that this Skywalker saga story could be bigger than that is, I, I just don't even know how it would work narratively. 
because it, like the moment at the end when she says her her last name is Skywalker is I loved that moment right right like but that's a moment of catharsis and it's a moment of like you you aren't what you're born you're more than that mm-hmm. yeah I thought you that was what you beautifully handled be. yeah right can we talk about Palpatine yeah um, oh god so gross disgusting like so gross okay also let's talk about snoke for a second okay <laughs> did he, was like, snoke like, a clone was snoke i think so 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 but snoke I... was a clone and being like like puppet mastered by palpatine is that like what we're supposed to take from it and the fact that he I had like snokes so. and jars yes i think so it was like it was Ugh. like the end of um uh, the prestige when you find out they're like just a bunch of Hugh Jackmans in, gla- in like glass jars. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, what? I was like, what? Just, and like, it was such like a quick shot. I was like, wait, was that a Snoke in a jar? Like, what? With girl Snoke's in a jar. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what is this? What is happening? Why do you need multiple Snokes and multiple jars? Like, so like, and so and we know, like, from so many, like, things that the Empire's been, the Emperor's been obsessed with cloning. Clearly, though, he didn't have a clone for himself. Well, then it's like, who is the true person, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But, like, he clearly was not in great shape after, you know, the destruction of the death, second Death Star. Ew. Yeah, that it's was gross. And, like, they did a good job. But they it was, did a great it job. It was really but the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, like, it, it opens with, like, Palpatine. It's like, wait, what, 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 what the? And now I understand why they, like, revealed that. It was, it was, yeah, going from immediately, like, Kylo Ren's perspective and, like, going after the Emperor was amazing. That was a great and- opening. I thought that was a great opening. Um, it harkens back in some ways to Return of the Jedi, where you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. You know, you've never seen it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it, I think in a way that I love the weirdness of uh, Return of the Jedi. It doesn't have the, like, first, like, random 45-minute interlude. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. first 45 minutes of, like, Return of the Jedi, or, like, however long the Jabba, whole Jabba thing takes, are so random and weird Yep. And I love it, but I feel like this didn't have as much of that, which I, I did love. It had a little bit in the sense of like the whole introduction of Finn and Poe on their like errand to get this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, thing, and and Poe poorly find like flying the Millennium Falcon. It did, but it was tied to the larger story. Yes. The weird yes, thing about that is it's not tied to the rebellion. It's not tied to the Empire. It's just, just getting them, like, back. Yeah, yeah. It's just like what what is happening. Um, and then speaking of Return of the Jedi, Lando Calrissian. Oh my god! Oh my god! Please cast like please cast Billy D. Williams and everything. Like he's so good and so effortless and just like so much. Still had that Lando spark, and he was him and Naomi Aki. It was so good. I forget her character's name. I yeah, I can't remember the but, character. Oh, um, Jana. It was Jana. Jana. Okay, she's the one who played the um, the former. Um, Former stormtrooper. I loved him. He was bringing him back in that immediate swagger, that like immediate. I I did like that they kind of set this up that Lando could have a story after this. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. like Janice sitting next to him. I know people were like, she's his daughter. I don't no, think so. No, I don't so. think so. That's not it. I, I think it's he's just like, I see a lost soul. Let's, let's figure it let's out. Let's figure it out. Like, that was, that was wonderful. And using him in a way, like using Lando's character to be there when Poe doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm was so smart because we keep saying like oh everyone's gone everyone's gone but not you know everyone's not gone and lando's still there and like there's still people you know wedge is still there like it's just kind of like but also i did like um them having to figure it out on their own and like poe having to take like while i wish carrie fisher had not passed away and i would have loved to see her in this movie and like the narrative choice to have her out of the picture and poe having to shoulder that burden was Mm -hmm. really interesting yeah i agree it was and and having lando come in and literally say like we did not know what we were doing Mm -hmm. like we had we had each other and you have each other and Mm -hmm. that's what star wars is but okay let's talk about rose Let's, uh, let's. I don't discuss. even like want to talk about this know, because I'm just like so like so what? Like it was they brought in Naomi Aki, which is incredible, but it it could not help but send this message that you can only have mm-hmm. one woman of color who gets to have plot relevance, mm-hmm. and that to me is so frustrating. Like, like it's Rose, like there's all these male characters who are fully formed and have their different and then you have Naomi Aki who's arguably besides Ray the most fully formed female character. Yes. And then but it comes at the expense of Rose and then there's Zori Bliss. Like it's just like I I don't think I don't think it became I don't think it came at the expense of Rose. I think that that is what it I think that J.J. Abrams made a conscious decision for to not include Rose, and yes, I don't I understand why. I mean, right? I understand like, it. They were trying to distance themselves from The Last Jedi. I, th- I do think, like, at the end of the day, I do think Lucasfilm got slammed. Even if it's a vocal minor- a minority, it's a vocal one. And that movie has gone down in history as incredibly, it was incredibly successful, but also incredibly controversial. And I think that by choosing J.J. Abrams as the director, they were making a statement. And I think that's what it is. And that was my fear the whole time when they were minimizing Rose and the merchandising and minimize all of that. And I hoped it was because she had some super cool role in the movie. Uh, but no, it turns out, yep, that is what it was. And I she think just it was had because she's a polarizing do, character. Which is um, unfair. Which is, uh, which is stupid. Um, like she shouldn't be polarizing. And I think I, I, I want to clarify when I was saying it comes at the expense of Rose's character, because that's not, I'm not trying to like say like Naomi Aki should have had a smaller part or shouldn't have been in the movie, but it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to, it it shouldn't be that way with women of color or with women characters and women characters in Star Wars tend to be underserved generally. And, um, I feel like you shouldn't make us choose like that. Like it should, you should have enough room to have fully formed care female characters. And if you don't, then maybe rethink your character decisions. Right. The, rethink the way you've written the plotting that you are underserving female characters. Char- like how female many, characters. how many male characters are well served versus how many female characters. Right. Like there were moments like when, when Finn says to Rose, like one more shot, you want to come? And she says, no. I was like, Oh God. I knew exactly. I was like, Oh yeah. I, this, it, this. it was like immediate. Like you're going to take 
the first major Asian American character or like actress within this character and just completely minimize her presence Mm -hmm. and sideline her. And we did, we barely got her like in that, that moment where it was Finn and uh, Naomi on the ship Mm -hmm. and Finn tells Rose to go and she hesitates. I wanted her to be right there with them. Mm -hmm. The three of them together. Mm -hmm. Like imagine that two women of color and a black man like in the lead, like a black woman, an Asian woman and a a black man, like having a significant plot presence in a Star Wars movie would have been. And it was it was still incredible to see Naomi, Aki and John Boyega together. Yes. Oh, my God. That was incredible. And they had such nice chemistry and yes, such I loved, the shared I loved background. I, I think she was a lovely addition to um, she was a lovely addition to, I think, the Star Wars family. And I'm I'm really glad she's honestly not related to Lando. Um, I'm glad that she could, you know, like, I think it's nice to have legacy characters, but it's also nice to, for some characters to be there on their own. Yes. Like, I I think it is. Um, and so much of Star Wars is about found family and now John Boyega and her have found family in, you know, existence in each other. Uh, but I just, I'm very sad about Rose. Like, I just, I just, like, that's it. Like, that's the end of the day. Like, I'm not gonna, like. I'm just sad about it. Like, it didn't ruin the movie for me. It didn't. Like, it is what, like, I guess I'm, I guess with Star Wars, I'm at the point now where I'm like, it is what it is. I'm not in charge of the franchise. I'm not writing the stuff. Like, I, I'm not writing this movie. If I had written the movie, would it have been different? Yes. Would it have probably been worse because I'm not a, you know, fiction writer? Yes. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I'm sad and it makes me really sad. It makes me sad for both for for f- huge fans of the character it makes me sad for Kelly Marie Tran like her character to be so sidelined like that's a clear message right i agree that's a I think clear it's, it message was, and it's not yeah. it's not a message i like yeah it was a huge bummer it was mm-hmm. the biggest flaw i saw in this movie was the handling of Rose Tico's character mm-hmm. yeah because that is a character that we could all well most of us who are not awful people could get behind Mm -hmm. and they were afraid or didn't know how to use her like whatever the reasoning it's a loss Mm -hmm. it is it's a loss like it is it is a loss and I will always I will continue to support Rose I will buy all the Rose merchandise I can find um but I just I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I'm sad she was treated the way she was and I wish it was different Agreed. I do. I do really quickly want to go back to Naomi Aki as Jana because we kind of talk about like found family and and this connection she and Finn have. But I will say the moment that the the glee and joy in Finn's face as he realizes that there is another person like him. Oh my god! When yes. he jumps out of the like um like whatever that area he's fixing in the in the uh, ship and jumps up to like give her his full attention when she's like yeah we were all stormtroopers and they have that back and forth of the instinct that it took to not turn on civilians or to not like listen to them to the the order I I was like this is one of the best things I've ever seen Mm -hmm. like it was such like it was just so joyful and I loved it like, I, think, I love that moment. I think that's a really good just note about the entire movie. There was so much joy in this movie. Yes. For me. Like, there was so, like, that moment at the end, near the end, where all the ships show up. 
with the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Like, like that's what Star Wars is about to me. Like, those, like, cheat, those, like, almost so good they're cheesy moments of joy. Yes. Because it is. It's, like, the, like, gooey marshmallow. Like, that's what it is to me. That's what Star Wars is to me. It's, like, comfort. And it's, like, you know, yes, the Skywalker saga like there's so much tra- there's so much tragedy in the story and in this family and there's like you need those like uplifting moments to like balance it out and so I'm so glad that stuff you know I'm glad that this movie had a lot of those moments where like you just wanted to like like the like wedges on screen for all of like four seconds yes. but I like screamed like whisper scream because my theater was so quiet but screamed like I mean <laughs> and like when like like just the little moments of triumph I, oh my god can we talk about Hux Oh, that moment. Okay. Oh, my God. Literally, the entire theater was like, <gasps> oh, I knew it. Like, I, I, I had a notebook, and the only thing I wrote in my notebook is the second they mentioned a First Order spy, I wrote, Hux is the spy. I knew I it. Not, because he's so not. fucking petty. Because he's he so is. fucking petty, it. and Kylo Ren is the supreme leader, and he's really mad about it. Like, I'm like he's just the pettiest <laughs> And I love him for it, and I'm so sad he died because I wanted to watch him be petty more. I know, that was kind of a bummer that he got shot so fast. Yeah. Because, like, it was such a speedy turnaround of, like, I'm the spy, <gasps> and then he's dead. Especially like, because, no, like, I needed more. The precedent of, like, spies. So, like, in Rebels, um, one of the most hated and feared yes. Imperial officers, um, and I'm not going to, like, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil who, um defects basically and turns into a rebel spy um and it's a shocking moment and it's really well done and then he like redeems himself and like becomes this like character you like and like yes you always remember he did terrible things as an imperial but he tries to make amends for it and it's like real it's i felt like it was it's feel like it's pretty well handled and it's like an inspiring story and so i love the juxtaposition between yes. that guy being like, I have done terrible things in my past and I need to atone for them, versus Hux being like, I don't want Kylo Ren to get his way! <laughs> I don't like him! I don't care who wins! I just don't want it to be Kylo Ren! Like, oh so my good. god. It's... It was such a great moment. And I have to say, Richard Grant was thoroughly enjoyable to watch on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't... I Like, I liked the paralleling of the first time we see Vader interact with officers and Kylo Ren interacting with officers. Like, that was a really fun scene, I thought. But Richard Grant just made it for me. He was so good in that role. Like, he didn't... He didn't have the gravitas of, mm-hmm. like, you know, Peter Cushing, but that was okay. Yeah, no, that was okay. It's a different that's order. The point, right? It's, like, yeah. kind of a low-rent empire. And um, I loved, this is very, we're getting into like the small things here, but I really love that we got to see like wild space and the outer, yeah. you know, for the first time on screen. So we hear, we've read a lot about it in the expanded universe, but like this is the first time we're getting, because we know that um, beyond like the edges of the known galaxy, like space is chaotic and like it's not predictable and you can't navigate it. But I've never seen a visual representation of what that looks like, I don't think. Um... So it was nice to see that, and I think I, it... You know, you brought up Rebels, and I was a little sad that we're never going to see Ahsoka Tano. Mm, yeah, I, I didn't expect and, that, though. Right? And, like, I, I know, but there was, like, a small... Because, like, it's the Skywalker saga, and yes, Ahsoka has largely been, you know, relegated to the extended universe stuff, but 
she's such an important figure mm-hmm. in their history, and it breaks my heart that like we don't ever none see of that them know. Yeah, we're never gonna right? see that on screen. Like we just I just rewatched the season two Rebels finale, mm-hmm. and there's oh well spoilers for Rebels. <laughs> I guess. I know, yeah, like... After some I was like, I don't want to spoil this for you. Yeah, I mean, I know people are now starting to re-watch Rebels, or watch Rebels for the first time because it's available on Disney+. Plus. So I'm trying not to, but it's like... I won't say what it is. I won't say exactly what happens. There's a big moment for Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, and... and Like, all I want is to see that Luke and Leia... I I want Ahsoka to find out that Anakin was saved in the end. I think she knows, though. I, I know, like but I want to see it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I want to know. I want to get to see that moment. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I agree. Heard this. Um. <laughs> okay. So okay. So the power that Palpatine displays with Ray and oh, Kylo Ren yeah. with those the life sucking. That's what he talked about with Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, right? The Yeah. You know, like being able to keep people alive. He, yes. he didn't go into the dark side has the power to like prevent people you love from dying because you suck the life out of other people to extend their I I mean, I think right? Am I I'm not wrong about that, right? That's that's kind of how I read it. It's sort of like the Skeksis in um the Dark Crystal, yes, yes, right. It's a little bit like that, where they're just draining. A reference I understand because I've now watched the movie and the <laughs> TV series, or or like um, Hocus Pocus when they're sucking the I lives out of little children. Pocus. <laughs> it's life draining, basically, yeah. and um, I and I think like because like because like I've I've um I was discussing it with her friend. She mentioned like. That power, has that ever been, like, is that, like, a new power? I was like, I don't think so. Like, we've never seen it on TV, but I think that's what Palpatine was referring to in Revenge of the Sith in that op- that amazing opera scene with him and Anakin. Yeah, it's it's the whole Dark Plagueis the Wise mm-hmm. surrounding that, that story. I, I think that what this movie is going to do is provide a lot of opportunity for extended material mm-hmm. like I haven't I know the Charles Sewell Kylo Ren story or comic dropped today I think okay. the first issue um I do which, hope they do more I do enjoy the comics but I will say I don't read the comics religiously I do hope they do books and tv shows yeah I agree I mean I I think we haven't watched this week's Mandalorian yet, no. so we don't know how or if it plays if it into ties it or not. In. Um, yes, and like now, I'm starting to think maybe it does not. Because, I know, same. <laughs> yeah, because only because I've read somewhere that the reason that they were releasing it early was because they were putting new Star Wars. Uh, re- it's not this movie is not Revenge of the Sith, Preeti. Yeah. Oh my God, the Rise of Skywalker! Why did they do this? I keep saying Revenge of the Sith. Um, the Rise of Skywalker um, footage, like, in front or attached to the episode or whatever, like, as a preview. And that's why they moved it to the release date, which would 100% make sense. Sure. Um, and so, but yeah, we haven't watched that yet. I'll, we'll do that tonight. Um, is there anything we haven't covered? It's, I feel like there was so much in this movie. Like, the reaction, the, the experience of watching it for the first time was a little like like just like 
shock because like it was so busy and so like last jedi had a lot of quiet moments a lot of contemplative moments yeah. this for the most part did not it was like no, it was action so from beginning to end i, I guess we could because we didn't we touched on it a little bit but but luke's role in all of this i appreciated that he said he was wrong yes that's not something that we hear too often no uh, and you know the role of the jedi in general which we have I, I have always said this problematic as hell, but mm-hmm. apparently is just the way it's going to be. But I really, really loved the scene on Octo when Ray is so despondent and convinced that her only option is to run away from everything and not become the linchpin and not become the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are these moments where all three of them, Ray, Luke, and Anakin, have had where they have are on the cusp of great decision. Mm-hmm. And I liked that we got to see Ray make the decision she thought her master made. Mm-hmm. And I liked seeing Ray fucking fly Luke's X-Wing. Yep. Okay, and, awesome. and the look of triumph on Luke's face when he fucking yes! brings the X-Wing out of the water. I was like, hell yes, you did it. Like, you did it. Do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) Suck it, Yoda. Like, oh, my God. That's that's what I'm saying again. Like, we have criticized a lot of things about this movie, but I just had so much fun watching it. Like, I'm going to have fun watching it. And you know what? I think I'm going to have fun watching The Last Jedi knowing that this movie follows. I agree. I agree. And that's why I always thought, like, Empire is my favorite movie because I think it's the quietest and has the most character building. But I cannot watch Empire without Jedi. Like, those two are, like, so linked in my mind and my viewing experiences. And I think now my, like, and I agree. I think now Last Jedi is going to get a lot easier to watch. Yeah, I really think it is when we know, you know, there is hope. And there there is. is hope. And I actually think it's going to make me like Kylo Ren as a character more in the first two movies. Because he is not my favorite. Mm -mm. But knowing where he ends is going to help me care more. I think it's going to take like a pre, like a Clone Wars type show for me to care about him. I mean, I don't not know. Okay, no, this show, this movie definitely did make me care about him in a way that I have never care like i've just been like whatever like angry whiny boy until now and now i'm like okay i do like ben solo yeah i like ben solo a lot there was a desperation in him in mm-hmm. this movie that we got to see and understand and, and there was a there was the hopelessness of being in a situation that you kind of got into and didn't know how to get out of mm-hmm. and but we i wanted to get out and I think that that was written really well in this movie, and I I want to go back and rewatch how that tension has been explored in the previous movies now, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. I'll ever like him, but, like, yeah, I think right. he's more interesting to me as a character now. Yeah, I agree. And I think I a lot of people that... are going to be mad about their redemption, and I don't blame them. Same. Um, I, I think that this movie also opened a lot of avenues for more storytelling, mm-hmm. which is exciting because mm-hmm. we know that they are done with the Skywalkers. We know that that story is over. I mean, I'm sure they'll be using Ray in some capacity, but in terms of like Luke, Leia, Anakin, yes. all of that it's all done. is, is, is done in terms of forward moving narrative. Mm-hmm. I think we'll still get like pockets like Padme and that kind of thing. Yeah. 
but I think we'll definitely get pockets, but I think they're they're moving. And two, honestly, like I am satisfied with this is the end of the Skywalker Agreed. saga. Let's give Agreed. the Skywalkers some breaks. Like they have let's had hard lives. Let them be. Yes. Like let's I am just like poor Ray Skywalker. Let her like go and like found a little academy somewhere yes. and teach little kids how to be Jedi and just and like Finn, be. she's yes. gonna teach Finn. Yes. Because Finn's gonna learn, I just, and, I, just, and that's it, right? That's, that's the potential for now. The growth of Star Wars is like it's not. I'm looking forward to smaller stories that mm-hmm. aren't these like galaxy-ending events, but are still meaningful. Yes, yes, I and agree. that that to me is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh man. There, there's else? a lot of Star Wars coming. Like, we've got the Cassie yep. Andor show. We've got the Obi-Wan show. There is a supposedly <laughs> Dr. Afra show yeah, in development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's still a lot of Star Wars coming. Um, so, yeah, we'll yeah. see. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. This movie got me excited. This movie did get me excited. I think... Um, of course, Mandalorian. There's more Mandalorian coming, too. Um, yeah, yep. I think this movie got me excited. It got me pumped. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I feel like we No, have... I'm, I'm seeing it again tomorrow, and we'll see if anything else comes out. But I feel like we we did a pretty good job. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know when I'm seeing it again, which is, you know, why I'm so glad I saw I, I was able to make it to a screening, because... I used to love the Christmas release frame, time frame of Star Wars. And now I'm like, oh, my God, between, like, work and a kid and, like, holiday travel. Like, I just, I don't know what when I'm going to see this movie. Like, I don't know. But that's okay. Here's the thing, too. Here's, a, like, one last note. This is a movie that ends the saga, like, I will happily watch this with my kid. This trilogy. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that was, yes. that was, yes. a, that was some of my investment in it. Like, I was, like... This movie will determine whether I watch this this trilogy with my child. Mm-hmm. Will I? Because like I don't know, like Revenge or the, the the prequel trilogy. Yes, it starts with a child, but it's so dark. Like the downfall, you know. Like I don't ever want to. I don't know the. I'm gonna want to watch Revenge of the Sith with my child anytime. Like you know, with him like killing younglings and stuff like that. Like I don't know, but like it's this, heavy. it is. It's very heavy. And Last Jedi was heavy. And I needed this to, like, bring me out of that malaise a little bit. And I feel like yeah. it did that. I feel like yeah. it did that. I think it did a, it did a good job. Overall, it was a fun movie. Yes. With the with caveat that justice for Rose Tico. Justice for Rose. Yeah. If we were, if we were less, like, wary about spoilers, I would start a justice for Rose hashtag. Agreed. And I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. It's it's definitely coming. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's it. That's that's, that's it. it. That's that's, that's yeah. Star Wars. That's the, that's the Skywalker the saga. What? Like, wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Hey, look yeah. at us. We've talked about all the Star Wars movies now. I mean, the, oh my god. Yeah, we have because we did Rogue One. No, wait, did we do? Yeah, we did Solo. I was really negative on that one, wasn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I stand by it. I don't really love that movie, although I've rewatched no. it, and it's it it. I hate it less than I did. I mean, I it never hated it. It should have been a very special episode of Rebels. It should have. Yep, I'll stand by that. Yep. So my agreed. Time. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all right. We are part. <laughs> Whoops. No, you do it. You we do are it. part of the Hard Knock Life Podcast Network. You can find all the podcasts in the Hard Knock Media family at hardknockmedia.com. Today, we want to sh- shout out the Hard Knock Life Podcast itself. 
Um, the latest episode is all things Star Wars. I think they do like multiple Star Wars movies, um, which is of course on brand for this like barely disguised Star Wars podcast. Um, and they are joined by guest Brittany Monet to talk about all the movies leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Uh, and of course, we want to say thank you to our Patreon supporters, Fazia and Meredith Smith at the $10 level, and Sylvia, Martha, Brandy, Rahul, Jordan, Annie, Claire, Brian, Robert, Maya, Guy3, and the Knott family at the $5 level. You can find us on Twitter at Girls. I'm at S. Krishna. And I'm at Run With Skizzers. And uh, until next time, we will see, see you, you in hell. hell.